Welcome to the Be Gritty Podcast, where sports psychology meets business strategy for entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Coach Holly. Now let's be gritty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Be Gritty Podcast today. I'm excited to have Ken Casterco, founder of Endurance Leadership, on my podcast today to chat about how to correctly measure success. Welcome, Ken. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Holly. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. But before we get into this topic, which I'm very excited to chat about, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do, who you are, all the things. Well, um, I'm, I wouldn't call myself actually a coach. I call myself more of a, a, an advisor um, because I do, um, all, I do coaching, consulting, um, you name it, listening. I guess that's what we do a lot, right, as coaches. We, we yeah. listen and consultants who should listen. But, so I started a company called Endurance Lead, Leadership um, probably uh, just right before the pandemic um, happened and had aspirations of doing a podcast and, and, and coaching. I was going to coach um, one-on-one. And throughout the last couple of years, it's morphed into, I have a podcast called Who Do You Think You Are? And um, that's been a, just a joy to do. And then I haven't been actually, you know, really marketing my, my coaching as much as I have been just um, helping the people that come in my path. And that's been something I've been doing along with the, with the, the podcast. And then I've been in the operations segment of, you know, my career has been in operations. I, I always say I'm a recovering operations uh, <laughs> manager, VP, whatever. I'm, I've, I've been in operations for about 20 years. So that's where I got my chops in coaching was awesome. coaching people in the business corporate um, sector. So, yeah. Awesome. I love I'm it. And that. you are also an ultra runner, right? I am. Yes. yes. One of the crazy people. Yeah. One of the crazy ones. See, I'm just a marathoner. I don't think I'm crazy. I think ultra runners are crazy, but I love them. A lot of my friends are ultra runners, but I don't know how you guys do that. I, I think, honestly, my gut would not even allow me to <laughs> do these ultras where you're shoving down all this weird random food. I, yeah, no, 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 thanks. But I well, love supporting all of you that do it. <laughs> well, thank you, because that's... Uh, that's one thing I think with ultra running is um, you don't do it alone. Yeah. Uh, and, and only there's only a very few, I don't even know if the, even the top elite people do it alone. They got teams and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's something, especially for the novice people like me who aren't anywhere near ultra uh, elite. Right. Uh, we, right, need, right. we need tons of people to help us. Yeah. The whole crew. I love that they call it a crew. It's yeah. uh, very much needed for sure. So <laughs> let's dive into this. Um, offline, we were talking a little bit um, and you had talked about uh, this topic of um, correctly measuring success and, and what does that look like? Why don't you kind of intro us into that and what you want to chat about today? Sure. Um, so I'm really excited about this concept and it's from a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dr. Benjamin um, Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And these two got together and wrote this book. And it's actually Dan Sullivan's concept that Benjamin, Dr. Benjamin Hardy took and expanded on and really wrote, wrote a book about it. And um, it's, 
the whole idea that we actually live in what we call the gap, hmm. which is you have an ideal, you know, we talk about it all the time, Holly, in, in your Be Gritty group, and that yeah. is imposter syndrome can basically be eliminated in, in, a, in maybe a one form or another because of this gap gain principle. Yeah. Because we're always trying to measure up to an ideal. And yep. we, we get this ideal that we are not where we should be. And so what happened was is uh, Dan Hardy has been a business coach for a long, long time. I'm sorry, Dan Sullivan has been a business coach for a long, long time. And he had a group of people in a, in his, in a group coaching session one time. And they were all talking about this idea of how to measure success. Yeah. And one of the guys in there just couldn't, he couldn't understand what, what this guy was saying. He was like, I have this goal, this dream, this thing, and um, I'm sitting here and I am so frustrated because I can't reach my goal. Yeah. And Dan said, he goes, listen, he goes, you're measuring success wrong. Yeah. You're measuring it under this ideal that you have in your head. And he goes, quite frankly, that ideal is so out of touch and so non-achievable. And the guy couldn't believe that this coach was telling him he couldn't, he, he took it as a, you're telling me I can't do this. Right, he right. Said, he said, nobody can do what you're trying to do. He goes, you're measuring success trying in the gap, which means you're net, you can't figure out how to get to where you are, to where you are, where you want to be. Yeah. And he said, why don't you go backwards and measure the success you've had from the very start till now and measure success that way because that's concrete and something you can see. Absolutely. And that's called the game. I love that concept because uh, I didn't even know it had a name. I talk about this all the time. Like you're climbing up the mountain and you sit down. I think in my last podcast, I talked about uh -huh. this of like going after your dreams and celebrating others. And, um, and you think that, you know, you're just so far from it. And it's like, if you actually turned around and looked how far you came and mm -hmm. how far, like two years ago, you probably were like, I wish I was where you're at now. Right. And, and you right. forget that like, you've achieved so much success already, but because we haven't hit that ultimate goal yet, we feel either it's impossible or it's really hard or we're failures even. Like we think that way uh, because we didn't hit this outcome and we get so hung yeah. up on that. Yeah, it's so true. And then you think about how many times that outcome, I mean, I've done this my whole life. And what I would say, like, for instance, I had a podcast idea in 2020 yeah and i actually recorded six episodes and never put them out because i was measuring against this ideal of what it should be yeah instead of just going and doing it so i lived in the gap for so long until last year or this year in in april we finally released the podcast yeah it, everybody goes through that i lived in the gap for many many years uh up trying to figure out how i was going to do it and most of the time I would say for me, it's been, it's not perfect yet. And we've, you've talked about that a lot in, in, in your group and your podcast. Yeah. If it's not, it's not going to be perfect and yeah. the, the journey's never perfect. So, no. but I, I, one of the things I have discussed with people that I work with a lot lately is that we live in the gap in so many areas of, of our <sighs> life. Yes. I mean, with our families, our kids, our jobs, our, our, our careers, our, our businesses, and you catch yourself going back there all the time. And the one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest um, things that he says to do not do in the book is you can actually be caught 
in the gap by thinking you shouldn't be in the gap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it can kind of turn on you and you can, because you're, you're, you're just, it's kind of our nature. Um, we're going to go into that gap and it's, and it's really, the, the key is how do you, how do you catch it? Yeah. I mean, that's such a amazing process of seeing first off, like, am I in the gap? And then if you start to do that thinking of, I shouldn't be here, I should be there, you know, just that can keep you trapped in the gap because you're just so kind of going around the mountain, like, well, I just wish I was there. I wish I was doing this. And it's so easy. I mean, yesterday from when we're recording this, so Sunday, you know, there was California International Marathon, the last marathon to make the trials, you know, and I like cried in the morning because I was like, I should be there. Like, and I'm in this gap right now, right? Just from my health and all this other stuff. And, And then I had to remember... I, I was able to actually go back to this place of gratitude because I looked around and I looked at my kids this weekend because I've been kind of like struggling all weekend just with, oh my gosh, like I wish I was there even just to watch. I wish I was there. Right. Sure. And so I, I, uh, my sports psychologist was like, Hey Holly, like go back to a place of gratitude. And, and I just started to think like, you know, kids grow up so fast and we always wish we had one more day with them when they're little, you know? I was like, and I've heard that from people that have grown kids. So I was like, I actually was supposed to be gone for five days. So what kind of memories can I make in these five days with my kids that I, if in 20 years from now, wish I could go back and do and get those, get five more days with my little boys, you know? And so I was like, we went to the Christmas market. We, you know, we were making fudge today. Like we did all these things and it actually turned my whole thought process upside down to like being really grateful. I got five more days with my little boys that I'd never get back, you know, instead of wishing I was somewhere else and doing something else and achieving, trying to achieve this dream, you know, and it, it really did help take me out of that place of living in the gap and wishing I was somewhere else. Yeah, it does. One of the things um, that we do and it's, we've adopted my wife and I, Diane, uh, and you know, she's got her own business too. So yeah. she's, uh, she's probably much better than me that about not living in the gap. Um, I have yeah. been that, uh, and most visionaries are gap thinkers yeah. uh, because, you know, they're always thinking about where they can be yeah. and, and instead of where they are. Yeah. Which is huge. So at the end of each day, and you've, you've touched on a little bit of this too, especially on your Monday morning planning or your Monday planning on Friday. Yeah. Um, we do this every night. And that is that we write down three wins from the day. Yep. And then we write down at, in the evening, after you write down the three wins, you write down the, the expected wins tomorrow. Yeah, that's really good. And then in the morning you wake up and you look at those wins for the day. And um, I will tell you that I'm probably 30 to 40% on getting the wins. Yeah. But then it doesn't really matter because you need to, you have to find three wins no matter what. Yeah. And what I it like does that. is it gets you back into the, that, it gets you back into the, into the game thinking of, Hey, today was not worthless. That's we're entrepreneurs. And quite frankly, a lot of athletes get caught up is, is in that. They don't yeah. see the game. And yeah. um, if you don't have a coach or you don't have somebody that's pointing them out to you, you, you just, you don't see it. Yeah, you get stuck in that, especially like as runners, right? We go out there and grind day after day. And I had heard, I'm pretty sure, um, oh, who was it that said it? Um, 
I'm, I'm losing her name. I can see her face right now. She's an Olympian. She actually ran for Greece, but she lives here in America. Uh, all of you are probably yelling it out on the podcast, but, um, but she said like 33% of your workouts are going to suck. You're not yep. going to do well. Like they're just going to be a grind. You're not hitting your paces. 33% are going to be like, okay, like they're good. Like whatever, you're, kind of your general run of the mill day. And then 33% are, you're knocking them out of the park, right? And ever since I heard her say that um, a couple of years ago, I, I think it was in her book, and I, I um, Alexis Pappas, that's what her name is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. remembered her. Um, but she said that. And ever since then, I started to change my mindset. Like when I'd go for a run and it would be bad, instead of being like, oh, I'm not making any progress or oh, this was a horrible day, I started to go, oh, this is just one of those 33% days, like yep. the bad days. And then if it was just like, knock it out of the park day. I'm like, I'm not basing my entire confidence on this one workout. This is just part of the 33%. Good. So it kept me from going super extreme either way, which I have a tendency to do. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and endurance athletes can be extreme, right? But it helped me come back to this place of, oh, this is just part of the process. And I think that's a piece as entrepreneurs that we get so focused and athletes, we get so focused on the outcome that we forget that uh, journey and to actually not just get through the journey, but sit in the journey and uh, appreciate the journey and find wins within the journey because That's we're right. not very good at doing that. No, we, we tend to, yeah, especially if you're somebody who's constantly living in the future. And let's just, yeah. let's face it, it's what it's so hard to do. You're, yeah. you're, you know, we're, we're told, and I, I am part of the, you have to have a goal. There's no doubt about it. You have to have a goal. Sure. The problem is, is that when you fix on it, fix on it, fix, when you're so fixated on it, yeah. that you don't live today, then um, the best entrepreneurs I've ever seen in my, and some of the best runners, my uh, gentleman, I love to just to pieces. His name is John Trent. And John Trent is a, he's run Western States 10 times. Wow. And so he, he understands after all of his training and all of his years, he understands how to live in the moment, but have yeah. a goal. And yeah. that's, and that is so tough sometimes because what, and what we do in, in, in your entrepreneurship and running your own business, you, you know, you can have the best set plans on the planet. And yeah. we all know that tomorrow <laughs> something goofy can happen like COVID or in yeah. running, it can be an injury. Um, you yeah. know, I just, I had a little foot thing. I was on a, a running, I was on a training track and had a little foot thing was off for a week. Yeah. So, you know, I don't run my next race until summer. Right. Right. But I could totally live in the gap. And from nine months from now or whatever it is, seven months from now, I could be, you totally destroy weeks, if not months of, of training and, and whatever, yeah. because you have a minor setback now. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge thing that we all deal with as athletic entrepreneurs and, and athletes. And we we get these setbacks and it can destroy us mentally. And especially if you get a few in a row, right? And you're just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I've been training so long for a big goal. and But what I've learned over the last couple of years is like, I haven't achieved it yet. You know, I missed it both times. And I've just had setback after setback over the last couple of years. But it's like, I wouldn't change anything right now. Like I, even though it's been painful and hard and all the things it's, 
what I'm learning along the way is so powerful and so crucial into actually getting me to accomplish the goal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and true. I think that if we discount the journey or we just kind of self-sabotage so we stay in the gap and never get out of that and we and we go well this is just my life now and I'll never make it and da, 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 you know then either one of those if we focus too much on the outcome or we sit here and, and um kind of spew in that area it shuts us down right because if you have a goal that's too hard it's going to shut you down right if you don't have yeah. people that are championing you towards that it's like this interesting dynamic of having a goal that pushes you and propels you forward without overwhelming you to the point that you don't think you can actually do it. Right. Right. It's such a, um, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I believe we have to have, we have to be coached. We have to have friends. We have to have mentors. Yeah. We have to have people, you know, in my podcast, I, I, I interview people. That's what I do. I interview people's journeys, their identity yeah. journeys. And one of the things that's been super fascinating on every single one of the podcasts, especially if it's an ultra runner or a runner or any kind of athlete, the one thing that they say over and over and over again that's common is that they all had a support system. Yes. They all had a support system because um, I, I can tell you that I go home and it, if I'm in the gap, um, if, if my wife, if I, if I allow my wife, <laughs> that's sometimes very <laughs> that's difficult, point, right? How do, do we allow people in to support us or not? <laughs> do we, you know, and that's, that's super key because, um, you know, she can go, Hey, you know, you are, you're in the gap right now and, yeah. and, and go, Oh man, I am. And, or be just be honest and say, you know, I'm, I'm living in this gap right now. I'm, I'm, I am actually not in any kind of frame of mind to be able to grow because yeah. I keep looking at what I'm not. And it's really, really important to have a support system uh, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, like your ultra running example of the crew, right? Like you have to have the coach or the person that's providing your nutrition or someone who's detail oriented, you know, there's all these different roles to play. And I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're like, we can figure it out ourselves. We right. can do it all. We can wear every hat. And a lot of times we are like a jack of all trades and a master of none, right? right. Because we are like, well, you had to learn it all as an entrepreneur when you first started out. But the problem becomes is when you, you go from the beginning phase to a growth phase, you have to start handing some of that stuff off. You have to start building a team. And, and I would encourage people, even if you are a solopreneur, like having a coach that can help call you out. Like I train a lot by myself. I have some friends that I run with here and there um, on easy days or whatever. But a lot of my hard days are, were done by myself when I was training a lot, right? right? And, but I still had a coach I checked in with before, after workouts, all those things, you know, and if it was a tough workout and I explained things they about like how hard it was, they were able to point things out. Okay. Well, Holly, like you, uh, just ran a hundred mile week. Of course, this workout was going to be a tough one or, <laughs> hey, like, you know, like you just raced a half marathon three days ago, like just chill out. Like this one isn't going to supposed to be as good, you know, or, Hey, you just got over being sick or whatever the thing. And I remember, um, one of my coaches this year after I had to drop out of, uh, a marathon, um, I was like so flustered by the whole thing. Like maybe the training didn't work because I tried a whole new training regimen, you know, and I was like, maybe this, maybe that. And they were like, you need to calm down a little bit. I talked to my sports psychologist and she gave me this exercise to do of just like writing down every thought I had in my head, like pen and paper. There's just powerful things with pen and paper, right? And so I wrote down all the reasons why I thought 
I ran horribly and had to drop out. And there was this one sentence in there that I said, maybe I'm sicker than I know that I am. Mm-hmm. And maybe that actually affected me more than I know. And then like two days later, I wound up in the ER with pneumonia. And I'm like, well, that was the right one. Like, you know, because I, I came back to the paper 10 minutes later and I crossed out all the ones that didn't actually feel true. Like the training was bad or, you know, whatever. And I circled that one. And I didn't know yet, like if that was actually true. But a couple of days later, I obviously, I couldn't even walk across the room. Like I found out how bad it was. And I was like, and it just brought this peace over me that like, I had people to in my system to help point things out and go, Holly, I don't, we know you don't like excuses, but there are actual reasons why things happen too. And it's okay to accept that. Like, it's okay. Like, I can't make an excuse when it's the reality, right? Like I right. couldn't run CIM this week because I haven't ran for three months because I've been sick. And it's easy to sit there on the day and go, I, sh- I should have been able to train for the last 12 weeks. And then go for a run, a run and remember, oh, my heart rate's 180 at 1030 pace. <laughs> like, no, I can't do that. Like, I actually can't do that, right? But it's hard to point that stuff out when we're so driven as entrepreneurs and athletes because we're like, no excuses. We should just be able to do this because so-and-so did it. But often we look at their end story and not their journey. And we compare right. our journey to their end yeah. story. Yeah, that whole comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. It's so huge. And most of, I mean, and that's another thing they talk about in the book is that if you're, if, if you're comparing yourself, it's a super fast way to get in the gap. Oh, and to stay there. And to stay there. And so the trick is, is going, oh, you know, I'm comparing my worst to someone's best. Yeah. That's usually what's happening. And All the time. Especially in business. I mean, yes. It's usually, Usually it. The other thing is, this guy Dan um, Sullivan. Um, he has been a coach for years. I think he's in his he's in his later years now. But one of the things he decided he would do is, as a coach, he doesn't let anybody around him, and he's very, very strict on this. That's negative. Yeah. Because negative thinking, and we hear that's so trite, right? You know, don't be negative, be positive, but. He says negative thinking will put you and keep you in the gap more than anything else. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so, you know, when we're trying to build a business and you're, and you're a negative person um, and you're always can usually that negativity comes from obviously having something that you're aiming for that, um, that you're trying to, to get. Now, it, it doesn't mean that you don't get that ideal. Yeah. It just means that most of the time in our mind, the ideal is so, um, really, we, it's so out there at times that it's so hard to uh, believe after a while, especially if you haven't achieved it, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, and you, you look back at training and doing things athletically, um, you know, I, one of the things that I see a lot of is, and I see it in myself more than anything, is I really don't see the, I'm, I'm famous for like, like you said, going out for a run or training for something and then wondering why something didn't go the way I had planned it. Yeah. And, and then going into the gap big time and thinking there's no way I could run a hundred miles. Right. Right. And I can't even, I can't even do a 10 miler and, and without this hurting or that, that being a problem. And yeah. um, so, you know, um, I remember I ran a race 
um, back in 2016 and ran a 50 miler. And I was, you know, half, uh, two thirds through the race. I, my IT band blew out. Oh, and, that's the worst. Um, it's the worst. I mean, there's no pain like the IT band pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and my, my goal was to finish that race and under a certain time frame. obviously, uh, it was, I wanted, we wanted to finish in around 12 hours. Yeah. And for me, that would have been very good, um, at that time. But because I blew my IT band out, I had to switch midstream into what I was doing, which basically meant I could only run for like 20 yards and then yeah. I had to walk for 20 yards and then yeah. run for 20 yards. And I did that for 20 miles. Wow. <laughs> and at the end of it, I looked back and I did it in 14 hours instead of 12. Yeah. And we, and so, but I had to adjust everything in the middle of the race. Yeah. Which I happens. Adjust my expectation. Right. I had to adjust my expectations. I had to adjust everything. It wasn't going to be now. It was like, we got to get it before dark. Yeah. And now uh, we can't stop. We got to keep going. And, yeah. and so that's when we, and what I will tell you what running has taught me, what ultra running has taught me is it's much like what travel teaches you is that in the middle of everything that's going on, you have to change what your ideal is yeah. to what you can actually do. And yep. when you don't, when you're honest with yourself or what you actually need to do, yeah. that's when people um, really get, they spin out and, yeah. and really have a hard time. Well, and you know what's interesting about this whole concept is that a lot of people give up instead of adjusting and adapting, right? Mm -hmm. This is why there's a lot of DNFs and marathons and there's a lot of, you know, and not that that's bad necessarily, right? Like it was smart for me to DNF when I had pneumonia and didn't know it, right? Like yeah. it probably would have not been good to run the other 13.1 no. miles, right? Um, but it's it happens a lot when we're not hitting our goal because we go, well... I'll save it for another day. And sometimes that's the right choice. But I remember talking to a lot of my teammates this year and they were like, we went out so hard to get that 236.59 that we ended up blowing up what could have been a really good PR if we just would have chilled out a little bit, you know, and like we would have got closer to that. But the pressure sometimes that either is put on us from varying circumstances or, you know, the goals out there or the pressure we put on ourselves if we are so tied to that ideal moment or that, that ideal goal that we can't adjust, we can actually miss out on a lot of uh, things that we get in the process of just finishing something. Right. right. And, and I, I think finishing things actually helps you get towards your goal more often than not, because if we That's stay good. in the gap because we don't finish something and we do that over and over, we create a pattern actually in our brain right? These mm -hmm. neural pathways that are like, oh, when it gets hard, we drop. When it gets hard, we just pivot and do something else. When it gets hard, I, this business idea didn't seem to work out. I'm going to try a different one, right? Before we actually give it time to marinate and be consistent and see what happens, oftentimes we just switch ideas or, or drop out or do these things instead of seeing it through and finishing. And there's something powerful that happens when you finish. I, I talked to one of my teammates uh, yesterday who who didn't make the trials and and she was like I finished the dang thing and I'm like yeah you did and there's something about that there's when I finished CIM in 2018 with eight bathroom stops and my roommate was like you are gritty 
you know, to, I can't believe, like everyone else would have dropped at that point, like having that many stomach issues. And I'm like, but there was something so powerful about finishing. And I think as entrepreneurs, we, we go with that idea of fail fast and move on. And, yep. and while that's a good concept uh, and has its place, I think that we have done that so much that we actually don't give time for what we are doing and the work we are putting in to actually produce yep. results even because yeah. we, it's not our ideal result. That's right. It's so true. And like, I mean, last year, um, I'm working with a company right now in, in, in operations, uh, growing a company as a startup. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how I have a visionary, the owner of the, the my partner, he's a, he's a visionary to the nth degree. Yeah. And of course he comes out and sets this massive goal for us. Yeah. And we were so far from the goal last year in 2022. Yeah. And I was big time living in the gap. Yeah. Going, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this or whatever. Well, and, and so it was really interesting. I, I set up, I, I took my mind. I said, I'm not going to think about it anymore. We're just yeah. going to play out the rest of the year and we're going to keep going. And we came, we, we came probably, I'd say half the way through the year, we were less than halfway to our goal. And, yeah. and in the last month of the year, because we decided what, what you just said, we decided we're just going to finish. Yeah. We're just going to put our heads down and we're not going to think about what, what the end is going to be. We actually missed our goal by like, like a percentage point, a couple of percentage points. Wow. And it was literally like we did, like we almost did like a million dollars in December last year. Wow. Just see. And because, because we, because we, we stopped going and actually it was probably me more than anything because it operations people are always in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. We're always trying to figure out how to get something done. And the visionary, it, it, sometimes we do, we, we give the visionary a bad rap at times, but sometimes we, when everything is going to, you know what, in a handbasket, yeah. if you would just trust the visionary's goal, because visionary sometimes knows a little bit more. He's not so stuck in, in the forest. He can't see the trees. Yeah. And so it's been like that in, in this. And so we're, we've had another incredible year, but we're falling short right now, but I guarantee you we're going to be close. It's just crazy. Yeah. You gotta stay out of the gap. You can't be in the gap and grow something. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it, if you do, you're going to, you're going to risk your happiness and the whole idea for us to be in business, the entire idea is to enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's why we became entrepreneurs, right? right? Like to take back control of our lives, to um, go after financial freedom or time freedom, all these different yeah. things. And we can get stuck in the weeds as entrepreneurs. And I think that's the value of a coach is to pull you out to be that visionary when you've lost sight of the goal or you're not sure if you have the right goal and to help you pivot when you need to, but also to, to propel you towards your big goal. Because I think what you pointed out earlier is the flip side of going, here's the value of having a big goal is that even if you don't hit it, like it's that whole concept of shoot for the moon and at least you'll land among the stars, mm -hmm. right? Because if we don't have a big goal that propels us forward, or if we let that go big goal shut us down, you know, like those are the things that keep you in the gap, like I said earlier. But if you have that big goal and, and you don't, you do what you did and pivot your mindset versus the goal, 
right. and just go, you know, what? we're just going to finish this thing and see what happens. You might get way closer than you thought you were going to get. And the, and the oh, visionary man. might be going great. I actually, I threw that out there, but I wasn't even sure we would hit it, but man, we got a lot closer than even I thought we would. And I think that's yeah. part of the benefit of having that big goal, but you have to have the right mindset about that goal in order to keep you from being in the gap. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that probably, if it, it comes down to this in the end for me, is communication. Yeah. If, if we communicate about it, it, it makes it like there wasn't a week that went yeah. by last year and this year that we didn't discuss the goal, talk about it. Yeah. It, it's not just to look at it. Right. And, and then um, measure. So you're, we're constantly measuring. We don't ever leave anything up to not being measured. Right. Um, so, so you know exactly where you are and you think about it and sports, you do the same thing. You're mm -hmm. constantly measuring uh, where you're at, at what time. And, yep. you know, and in ultras, it's, I mean, for any distance that, so for the shorter races, obviously it's a shorter period of time, but I mean, once you get out to, you know, marathons and, and beyond, the time that you're in that goal and you're in that training is much different. Yeah. And um, you can, you can lose sight of where you're going awfully quick at the longer that time frame is. So it yeah. is great to have that support system, have people around you. And creating milestones within that, which I've talked about in podcasts before, but just having those milestones, like go, if you're doing a marathon, you know, go run a 10 miler or a half marathon and see where you're at throughout your training, right? We do that. So why wouldn't we do that as entrepreneurs? Like have these check marks along the way. It's so important to take that big goal and reverse engineer and go, okay, where are the milestones? Where do I need to be? Because that can help you get out of the gap. If you're like, right. the big goal feels so out of reach, but I have this little milestone that I just need to get to, you That's know, right. and it's these baby steps. Like when you're going through a dark tunnel and all you have is a little flashlight, you're probably not seeing the end of the tunnel, but you can see a couple steps ahead of you and you just got to focus on that. And yep. we forget that mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, we're good at that as athletes. Typically we'll go, okay, I'll run this race or I'll do this. And this will be my checkpoint, but we need to do the same thing as entrepreneurs and set up those milestones to yeah. keep us moving forward. Yeah, so true. And for for so, so many uh, years, I think uh, what helped me, what kept me in the gap, was that I had this, I had a goal of financial freedom. Yeah, yeah. And um, I did some crazy things. I did things I normally wouldn't do because I was in the gap. Yeah. So you'll take chances you normally wouldn't take. Yeah. Because, you know, you need to take calculated risks, but when you're yeah. in the gap all the time and you have gap thinking, you, you, you tend to cut corners. Right. You, you tend to do things you wouldn't normally do. And so that is another, you know, huge, huge part of that whole lesson. Um, and I think, like I said before, understanding when you're in the gap to get out of it, when you measure backwards, mm -hmm. um, you, you said something a little bit ago that reminded me of dopamine. Yeah. It's, it's about the dopamine hit. It's a, it really is. When you measure yeah. backwards, you get a dopamine hit. And yeah. when you see where you were and where you are now and how much you've, you've progressed um, yeah. in anything that you've done, it, it really is amazing uh, to, to get that feedback because it really is about feedback. Yes. Yeah. If you never get any feedback of where you're at, you're always going to be wondering. Yep. 
And you need that. And the milestones help with that. Coaches help with that. Communities, support systems help with that. It reminds you of the places you've been and, and where you're at. And, and it does. It gives you dopamine. Hit. It gives you that energy to keep going. Because yep. the thing that kills the energy to keep going more than anything is to feel stuck. Right. right. And, and feel like you're making no progress. But if you can look back and find those moments or go, Oh, I'm really close to this next milestone. Let's just keep going. And you've created these breadcrumbs for yourself and coaches help you do that, create those breadcrumbs for you that it really does. It really does help. I mean, it just makes such a huge difference. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Big so, time. so is there anything else you want to add, uh, around this before we end today? I think this has been such a great conversation. I think it's going to give uh, our entrepreneurs a lot to think about. Um, but is there anything else you want to add? No, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah, we, we did. We did a good deep dive into it. Lots of good comparisons between uh, running and, and uh, the business world again. I mean, you guys, this stuff is so parallel. It's ridiculous. Like what yeah. we learn in one field can help us in the other and, and vice versa. So good. Uh, well, uh, Ken, why don't you tell everyone again where they can kind of connect with you, listen to your podcast, um, let them know where to find you. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can find me at endurancelead.com. Um, that's so yeah, endurancelead.com. Perfect. And I have a podcast that's on all the major uh, podcast uh, outlets called Who Do You Think You Are? Yes. And uh, um, and then yeah, I I coach, but I'm right now focused on this podcast and yeah, and uh, really been fun. Love it. Love it. And I was on his podcast. You can go listen to my yes, episode. It was really fun. If you want to know a lot more about my background, I go very deep <laughs> into all of that. So life open out for everybody to, to see, but uh, it was super, super fun. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This was great. Thank you, Holly. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Awesome. We'll chat soon. Thank you for listening to the Be Gritty Podcast, where sports psychology meets business strategy for entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review and share it with other entrepreneurs. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our weekly episodes. And dare to be gritty.